This episode of Box Cutters is supported by Ice TV, giving Box Cutters listeners the opportunity to get discounts on magic boxes <laughs> or 30% off an Ice TV subscription. Go to icetv.com.au forward slash box cutters to find out more. We're also supported by 3RRR, the greatest radio station in the world. Subscribe to RRRR before 22nd of September to be in the running for some great prizes. More details at rrr.org.au. And we're supported by Box Cutters listeners, supporting Box Cutters through extraordinarily generous donations. See the donate section at boxcutters.net. And thanks. Box Cutters. Box Cutters. Box Cutters. Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 238. We got way too much things to go on. We got no leader of the country. We don't know what's going on. Nothing is happening. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Nelly Thomas. Hello. And to my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Authorised by Jake Canal. Spoken and written <laughs> by Jake Canal. In Thomas and Brett Cropley, Canberra. Written authorised by Jake Canal. That's. That's how you got to say it. I was translating. That's what oh, you were saying before. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. Yes. That's, 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 Can we exactly. move forward? Oh, please. Please. <laughs> I I would like some real action. Stop the boats. What boats? Let's move forward by stopping the boats. Oh, yeah. Let's. It's so... I, if you're listening to this at some time in the future, remember a time in the past when Australia was in turmoil because we had no leaders. What we did have, though... <laughs> was an excellent episode of Box Cutters. Yep. Excellent episode of Box Cutters because we have, and this is a, a Box Cutters scoop, no one else other than Denise Drysdale has had this person interviewed about this topic. Can you guess who I'm talking about? Mm. Can you guess just from that description? Well, Ding dong. Yeah, apart from Denise Drysdale, no one else has interviewed this person. What about friend of Box Cutters, uh, Lawrence Mooney? He he may have. I'm not yeah, sure. Well, <laughs> I'm totally he, he lost. May have, he may have, but... And I'm in the room. I know. I know. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Winner of season two of The Mole, Brooke Marshall, is going to be... Ten years after she won <laughs> season two of The Mole. We are nothing if current. I know. I know. It's one thing you can say about box cutters. We finger, finger on the pulse. On the pulse of television. <laughs> Constantly. Uh, she won the mole uh, second season, 2000 and... You're going to chat about one? us. Chat about us. 2002. Chat to us. 2002. Uh, she won se- second season of the, of the mole. Uh, and she's going to come in and talk to us about uh, whether or not that has changed her life. So mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like a 10 years later uh, and also a... What was the mole? Yeah. And also Discussion. a... Tell us how reality TV really works. Yeah. Mm. Little, little little bit of all of that. We've also got uh, Claire Hooper from Good Newsweek coming in to talk about election coverage. The Hoopinator. From last Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we all sat around watching the election. Some of us at parties, some of us on couches, some of us on couches at parties. Claire Hooper's going to come in to, uh, to help us talk about how all of that went down. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, nobody erroneously claimed that they had holographic reporters anywhere. I know, but, <laughs> but and I, I was going to tweet this on Friday night and then thought about texting you, Brett, but someone had leaked to me the results of the election <laughs> on Friday night. <laughs> it was the book deal. Yeah, it was totally... They said, you can't talk to either of them about doing you a book. Can't, you can't talk to this one or that one. 
uh, about doing a thing that signed up with the other thing. Because both of them may be the winner on Sunday. Or not. Just shut up, okay? Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, leaked to me. Totally leaked like a boat. Uh, That I stopped. That you stopped. (laughs) While I was moving forward. Uh, With your boat phone. Yes. All about television. We're also going to uh, have further discussion on the greatest television characters Mm -hmm. of all time uh, about how reality affects what we think of the greatest TV characters Mm. of all time. Or at least our perception of it. We've got some letters to box cutters. We've got one thing. We've got some pork. As always, though, we're going to kick things off with the box cutters news. It's because Brett, we've got a cough button, but we don't have any burp button. No, so it's just it's just it's just causing problems. You need problems. some quick oh, ease. Has an Nelly got one? Didn't she use it before? Uh, ah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks. Try I, it again. I feel better now. <laughs> that's the that's the green button. Is that the one? What? I, I always uh, wondered about okay. the color coding. It's the green. How button, many yeah. burps do I have to do? Because I could spew in my own mouth. Yeah, I don't want you to spew in your own okay. mouth because that's not going to make me feel better. <laughs> The big news of the week was that Channel 7 revealed their third channel. Yeah. It's going to be called Seven Mate. Mate, but it really is. We're yes. not joking. We're not joking. It is called Seven Mate. Because it sounds like something we'd make up on box cutters, I but know. it's bloody actual it's, news. It's true. And it's it, it, it'll primarily cater to men aged 16 to 45 who, of course- really? Just they're not given enough reason to sit on the couch and do nothing because there's not enough two and a half assholes on TV. No, so we need some more blokey TV. So I reckon we can expect a lot of ads for Utes, beer, and sports tours. We can see Blokes World back on free to air TV. Woo! Because also it's it's clear from the uh, from the promotional role that they've had floating around the the web this week that Channel 7 believes that men are nothing but brutes who like fart jokes. Absolutely. Oh, but the, I love how it's the same with all of these um, ads you see these days for brute and things like that. It'll be like pomo-ironic. It's pomo-ironic. Oh, you think? You think? No, no. It's totally not. It's totally not. But that's the justification. Uh, shows include Family Guy, American Dad, Jersey Shore. These are the uh, moron magnets Jersey that they've Shore got is lined up. in the States. Have you watched any episodes it's of it? It's ridiculous. It's a dumb show for dumb people. It is, yes. Yes, it, it looks if you really watch Jersey dumb. Shore, I'm calling you dumb. But the whole concept... Dumb, Nelly. It's, dumb, bloody, it's dumb. just Dark Ages nonsense. It's, it's like reality. Having a man's station, as though there aren't women who watch those shows, and as though there are all men like those shows. Well, the justification that I read was that Channel 7, their main channel, their, uh, what, what do you call the, the... Is it a chick channel? That's just seven. We just call seven. it seven regular uh, seven one maybe no seven. Uh, it's, re- it's, it's, it's on seven regular. It's on the first one is seventy one. Um, apparently skews female, so they want to uh, pick up the demographic that they're missing out with their main channel. Then why don't they just put some more shows that because they don't to want to piss off. The, they they don't want to piss off the chicks. They've already got that audience. Yeah. They need to branch out to more audience. That's what that's what they're trying to They've do. They've locked them down. I just don't think we're that different. So listeners may remember that a few years ago we uh, brought you news of the UK channel called Dave. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chief Executive of Seven, David Leckie, told the Australian at the weekend, I wanted to call it Dave. He wanted to call the channel Dave. Yes. <laughs> so his name's David. 
<laughs> and the UK already oh. had a channel called David. Insert audible sigh here. What well, he should have called it Lecky because that's appealing. Oh yeah, oh, Lecky. God, what a. So, meanwhile, since Seven announced Seven Mate, stories have surfaced about Nine launching a crime-based channel, according to Media Spy. I know. I love this as a kind of retaliation. We haven't got enough crime shows on TV either. Uh, there's also been rumours of Nine launching a middle-aged woman's channel, according to <laughs> the Financial Review. Uh, so, it's two, two channels. It's called Nine. Oxygen. Uh, and, no, W. W it's called here. Yeah, really? Yeah, W is the, is the women's channel. Is Fox there really? Star. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, and, wow. Uh, they, they, that's when they split up Warner Brothers? Oh, the God. The WB? No, Brett. You're just going to confuse. You're just confusing people. And they ended up with gonna... W and, and B for the boys. There's no... <laughs> women and boys. <laughs> women and boys. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have That's, to pay that yeah, one. Yeah, I've got, I've got to pay that one. Uh, also, F- Foxtel, uh, r- rumours that Foxtel are increasing its local production according to Foxtel publicity. Of <laughs> they, course. Yeah, they, so all the others is just rumours have, have come out, but Foxtel publicity <laughs> have gone, oh, no, we're, we're good as well. Lecky also told the Australian that Seven Mate will make a profit in its first year, but it will take a couple more years before it turns what he calls a good profit. Wow. Maybe they need a channel for Australians too. Australians? Mate. 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 Although they don't do enough Australian content, so they can't do that. Bam! I've got, a, uh, I've got another news story here that I've just entitled, Australian Wins Award! <laughs> <laughs> because uh, in, in awards news, the, the Pacific has already won seven Emmys, including one for Melbourne set decorator Lisa Thompson. Indeed, one of our listeners pointed out that um, we'd been a little bit remiss yeah, well, Jack, in acknowledging yeah. her nomination. Jet Girl. Uh, so so she, Lisa Thompson, one of uh, many... People who worked on the Pacific, who's been nominated for for an Emmy. Well the done, is, Lisa. The thing is, uh, the the Emmys don't happen until next Sunday night in the US. Mm-hmm. So these are part of the Creative Arts Emmys, which is a ceremony that's held a week before the big oh, Emmy they did ceremony. The poor man's ones first. It's yeah. not even the during the day one. No. By the way, if Jet Girl knows Lisa. Be great to get her in and well, have think a chat. Well, I think Jet Girl's going to try to to get someone for us, Ripper. but I don't know if that's going to be you know next week. I doubt it. Anyone who wins is just going to be drunk. <laughs> I would be, uh, but maybe uh, upon their return to our shores. Congratulations also to friends of box cutters Adam Zwar and Amanda Brocci, mm. who won an Augie, the Australian Writers Guild Award. They did uh, for an episode of Lowdown. Mm. So good on for them. Yeah, we've had them. On our show. They're rocking along. They're totally rocking along. Mm. Uh, good news for me is that HBO has decided to greenlight a third series of The Life and Times of Tim. After so, saying no. After saying it's dead, it's buried, much mm. like Tony Work choices. Abbott. Yeah. <laughs> dead, buried, cremated. The ashes have been swept up and scattered to the oceans all across the world. Then HBO turned around and go oh, you know how you couldn't sell Tim to any other networks? Well, we'd like to have it back. I wonder if they reduce the price, trying to keep it going, and uh, the, maybe that sweetened the package oh, for HBO. That's possible. Or that's some, possible. But there's some bloody you know, middle management change. You know what I mean? Like, it's so fickle. They've signed another 10 episodes, though, so I'm very happy with that. Mm. That's, that's take great. Take it, take me. it. And, uh, and lastly in the news, unless anyone else has... Uh, 
Well, I, I, I don't know if you're going to go one. to the um to As, the two to, to, to the, the two Biffo news items. Some Biffo, I've got one Biffo news item. I've got the big, the the big X Factor Biffo news item. Oh, and then there's also any Dingo Biffo. Oh, yeah, any Dingo. Any Dingo's been charged with um, assault of a child, much s- like slapping slapping an eleven year old child in the face. It's basically Christos Cholkis' novel. <laughs> it is the slap <laughs> being played out in Carnarvon. Um, he's alleged to have have slapped. An eleven-year-old in the face. Apparently, at the time, though, according to the press release, uh, there was you know nothing much was made of it. But someone complained later, and he was charged with assault. So. How how long ago was this? Uh, I think fairly recently. And you know, his wife. This is a really unfortunate coincidence. Wrote a biography of him a couple of years ago called Ernie Dingo, King of the Kids. Oh. oh. Well, oh, oh. that that doesn't necessarily change, does it? It's, just, it's a I, bit honest, odd. I, I apparently, that. with with the 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 uh, the kid that he's alleged to have uh, slapped, he was playing footy with the night before. Don't uh, know. There was there was actually a game. I that, mean, it's that all they were alleged. Both participating this is, this is, anyway. It's all, no, no, yeah. that, that this has been reported. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's it's really curious. But he could have been playing footy with him the night before and still slapped him. But we don't know yeah, if he's like yeah. and it, yeah, yeah. It's I, it I think there's I think odd. there's a, a whole swathe of context that we've got no idea no about. no idea about absolutely. Yeah. Whereas the other um, well, Bifo news, it's t- not like going up to some kid in the street and just slapping him for no him. reason, yeah. which they've never caught me for. <laughs> Television's own version of Ben Cousins, yeah. <laughs> Matthew Newton has isn't that Ben Cousins. Uh, now it is, yeah. yeah. Although Cousins has never been charged with assaulting a woman, no. So may- twice now, maybe maybe I should have uh, I should have changed that to Wayne Carey. Uh, mm. So so okay, let's uh, let's just do some rewriting on the fly. Let's give him his own show. Television's own version of Wayne Carey, Matthew Newton, mm-hmm. has quit the X Factor due to uh, having sex with one of his co-hosts. I was going to say due to premiere on Channel Seven next Monday night. Who's he having sex with? No, You're that's being the, that's the earlier Wayne Carey thing. Oh, yeah, okay, out. Right, yeah. Right. Uh, so yeah, X Factor is due to premiere this yep. coming and Monday night. And he's already night. filmed quite a few episodes. And he was brought back to Australia from Europe by one of the show's producers and has been readmitted into rehabilitation care. Mm. Uh, and yeah, like, like you say, nearly a number of episodes detailing the auditioning process mm. for the X Factor have already been filmed with Newton as host. He's also been, um, which is separate to the rehabilitation thing, he's also been alleged to have assaulted his girlfriend. Well, this is, no, this is part of it. This is all part of it. That's why they've sent him to this, rehab. It's, he, was, uh, he was sent home mm-hmm. or brought home by a producer after uh, an incident in Rome involving his girlfriend, oh, Rachel Taylor. So mm-hmm. news reports on Monday afternoon said that Rachel Taylor, who is Newton's girlfriend, has taken out an apprehended violence order against the star of short-lived Channel 10 Which sitcom Late did. for School. See, I was talking. Yeah. You stepped on my joke. Mm. Go. Stepped on my joke. Do my it joke, again. No, is there a joke there? Yeah. So it was Rachel Taylor <laughs> in Late for School. Matthew Newton was. Matthew Newton was. Ah. That's, see, apprehended violence order for. against the star of short-lived 10 sitcom Late for School. That was the joke you stepped on. <laughs> <it now. laughs> Sorry. But, uh, you know, the, the way it works in Australian television is that uh, now with this latest news about Matthew Newton, he's only going to get between five and 12 more chances before it becomes difficult for him to yeah, get a job. Yeah, we better give him a show. Yeah. Well, let's give him a show. Yeah. Because he'll, he'll, sim- he'll get a few more chances. Mm. He'll get something. The similar thing happened with... Idol and uh, and and what's his face? 
Carl Sanderlands. Carl Sanderlands. Carl Sanderlands. Um, uh, he'd been through the, the heats, but then he wasn't present for uh, any of the, the studio bits. But he didn't assault anyone. No, no, but but uh, another situation of kind of pulling pulling mm. out a host judge. Yeah. And, and Sanderlands is involved with uh, He's X one Factor? of the hosts on X Factor. Yeah, one of the so team captains. Or? Natalie and Brulia. No, no. Um, is it Natalie and Brulia or mm-hmm. Natalie Bassingthwaite? No, Natalie and Brulia. Because I, I saw her on the ad and went, they're also oh my skeletal. God, why is she doing something with Carl Sandlands? I couldn't, I couldn't tell who it was because it's nothing but skin on a skeleton. No, she's a, she's a thin lady. She needs a plate of pasta, but she's got dark hair. Natalie Bassingthwaite's got blonde hair. Oh, that's how you can tell them yeah. apart <laughs> at a party. Yeah, big head, small body, different hair. Right. But actually, Natalie and Brulia, who used to be married to Daniel Johns, Daniel Johns. Um, she's quite a, quite an interesting kind of personality. I mean, obviously I don't know her, but I mean, she's not just kind of neighbours and pop songs. She's, she does a lot of interesting projects. And I was really shocked to see that she would be involved in anything that had anything to do with Carl Sandlands. I was genuinely shocked. Showbiz cash. Showbiz cash. But surely she's got a fair bit of showbiz cash racked up already. Uh, I mean, how so. much showbiz cash do you need? Always oh, just that little bit more. So who's going to host it? They don't know. Mm. Uh, it's uh, maybe it's Bert will step probably in. Probably Grant Denyer. Yeah. Probably oh. being Channel Seven. Probably Grant Denyer. Probably AOK. Probably whoever they've got walking around the corridors. What's not the name? Too busy. The um, blonde dancing with the stars, so- Sonia Kruger. They'll never get her to host anything because she's too smart. I was going to say, what? why don't they give her a go? No, she's she's actually, so horrible. She, she's actually pretty after, good. After a work on 10 Years Younger in 10 Days and the way yeah. that she... Uh, okay. the, the, hang on, hang on. I, I actually that got a, a sense point. of cruelty that in, in her hosting role in that. Oh, really? Towards the... the you know, ugly bogans. But that, was that had so... knobs on it, that show. That was revolting. Oh, my God. Yeah, I cannot, cannot handle watching her on screen at all anymore. Mm. Because, I, you know, I, I could give you a nice soft herd and ask you to spin me a goblet. I don't think that's possible. I think that's, you know, if you're given the hosting role on 10 Years Younger in 10 Days, that's, uh, that's, there, that's pretty much the oh, same there task. There was that element in that of kind of go, oh, look at you poor people with your bad teeth. Oh, come here, oh, yeah. do some dental yeah. work. Yeah, it yeah, was pretty gross. But that's the show. But also, also oh, no. like like fully exploiting them and, uh, to the to the nth degree. Anyway, this is, I think, about got to make I think them we've cry gone, on I think we've gone... Exactly the same problem that a lot of uh, a, a lot of people have have done exactly the same thing today, which is, oh, Matthew Newton's gone off his rocker again. Mm. Who's going to host the show? The important thing isn't who's going to host the show, but why has this man been given so many chances? Mm. Why? I mean, it's do we Look, have I've- such short memories, or are we so starved for talent in this country that we have to? Go for somebody who is who is going to cause these sorts of problems. Do you want me to give you, you know, you give you your proper like Danny Blay from a few weeks ago, no to violence kind of answer? The fact is, we're already excusing him. I mean, the things that are in in the press reports today, what did they link to his domestic violence? That he's going into rehab. What's the subtext? He was high on drugs. It wasn't his fault. He didn't mean it. He's depressed. Like people endlessly forgive this kind of violence. I mean, Matthew Johns has a show. You know, like it's just, I, I don't get it. I do not get it. I don't know why we excuse it. I don't know why we forgive it. It's not cute. It's not endearing. It's not quirky. He thumped his girlfriend. Allegedly. Allegedly. and But not the first time either. No, because because Brooke Satchwell had similar... Did get a restraining order. And, uh, and then charges were dropped. 
So he's never okay. As far as I know, he has not been convicted, or he was convicted and the charges were overturned. Although he doesn't deny it with uh, her, at least I don't know about the second wasn't one. Wasn't he um, uh, challenging it in court? He didn't. Oh, I thought he didn't deny it didn't publicly. Plan I thought she dropped case the. Or anything. Anyway, I don't charges, know the charges were overturned. Yeah. I think uh, I, I haven't I haven't looked into it, but it is it is it is a problem mm. with uh, you know how many chances is he going to get five to twelve according to. What I just read. Yeah. Five to twelve more chances. And that is the box cutters news. Hi, I'm really lucky to be the guest of these funny, gorgeous, sexy, hunky men. This is Jane Badler. You're listening to Box Cutters. It's time now to welcome to the Box Cutters microphone Brooke Marshall, a contestant from the second season of the Australian version of The Mole, and subsequently the winner. The winner. Yay. Oh yeah, we uh, we we get all the scoops here at Box Cutters. <laughs> ten, ten years later. Ten years later. <laughs> oh, yeah, spoiler. We get the winner. What did you ten win? Ten years later. What did you? What do you? What's the prize? Uh, I won. It was a possibility of two hundred thousand, but it was one hundred thousand. Well, so what? how does how does that work? Because in, in the mole, you would lose money for getting guessing the mole incorrectly, or uh, no, every task that you did, uh, if you didn't complete it properly, then that's when you lost money. So. It'd be like a $10,000 for this challenge. If we didn't win it, we didn't win the $10,000. So you start with two hundred grand and it depletes. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so you end up getting 100 Gs. Yep. So it's like not what bad. they a lazy did half. with Big Brother with the fines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? refresh our memory of, of the mole. You had to do stunts and there was someone who would try to jeopardise the stunts each week. Yep. Pretty much. And you yeah. had to try and guess who that person was. That's right. Yeah, there was 20 of us at the start, and they culled that down to about 10. And then, yeah, we'd do a task. The last one I can think of was flying a plane, a small right. plane. And, yeah. Like proper size with you in it. Yeah, proper size. Oh. But you flying the plane or you flying in the plane? It, us flying the plane. Holy moly. <laughs> Anybody taking next off year? And, taking off and landing as well. Like, that's uh, years no, of training. Just, that's no. a very involved television yeah, show. No, it was just while we were up in the air. But we had to do, like, a dive and then a pull back and <gasps> oh, wing over. It was Jetstar. <laughs> <laughs> so, just the mole... As in the mole, not the show, but the mole in yep. the in the show, is basically a double agent. He is a double agent. So they're trying to stuff you up. Yep, that's correct. And you're trying to find out who they are. Yes. So they pretend they're just another contestant. Yeah, that's right. And okay. are, are they an actor or a contestant who has been designated a mole? A contestant. I think the one that was in my series, because I was on the second one, Somehow knew the first one through a friend of a oh. friend. That's how it happened. But right, yeah. And when you found girl. out who it was, did you absolutely hate their guts? Like, did you feel betrayed, or did you just go, "Oh well, it's part of the game"? Uh, no, he was actually a friend of mine because mm. I based on who I was trying to pick who it was. TV friend, not prior friend. No, not prior friend. Yeah, TV yeah. friend. Because uh, it was such a crazy time, and just put in these weird situations. I was trying to work out who it wasn't at the start mm. rather than who it was and mm. he was one of my friends and I thought you, you're you up to something <laughs> oh really yeah so it was either him or the other guy I was hanging out with so did oh. you did you guess that, that it was him how, how do you win them all yeah how- they give you a questionnaire at the end of each uh, thing that you do um, and you have to fill it out and some of it's personal and some of it's just based on what they were wearing on that day or what you thought they were doing and yeah, they kind of Cull it down from that. And so, are you would you say you're generally a good judge of character? 
Like, are you able to kind of sum people up? I think so. And did so you picked him pretty early on. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, so because you had the most correct answers over time, you ended up winning. Yeah, that's right. Yep. There was a there was an expulsion kind of process with each episode. Was that right? Yeah. So, so one person would leave, but you guys wouldn't be voting on it. It would be kind of seemingly arbitrary to you, so that you wouldn't know who was up for elimination kind of stuff. Yeah. Yep, that's right. Yeah, It was one person a week that would just leave. <laughs> now, one thing that fascinates me about reality TV, because I'm a total reality TV lover, like I absolutely love why it. why we have the two of you in the room together. <laughs> We're in the room. And um, although I didn't see them all, unfortunately. But one, one of the criticisms of reality TV is that it sort of chews up contestants and spits them out. Like most recently, I don't know if any of you saw Fantasia from... American Idol, who was my favourite idol of all time, has been hospitalised. She's su- suicidal for a range of reasons. But the fame. Her name is Fantasia. Her name's Fantasia. <laughs> no, that's her birth name. That is her birth name. Mm. And you're blaming American Idol. <laughs> Uh, well, let's just Sorry, say... Sorry, which, which idol? Was was Australian Idol? No, American, American Idol. Idol. Let's right. just so say she hasn't handled the fame very well. But there's been criticism of Big Brother and a, and a range of other um, reality TV shows for basically ruining contestants' lives or leaving them hanging, like leaving them kind of, you know, bereft and without support. Did you feel that? Did, did any of the contestants you were with feel that? How, how did all that go? Yeah, definitely. It was a it was a weird. I think we we just started the second series before Big Brother, so I think Big Brother was just the one that took mm, reality. TV that was the off juggernaut it. then. Yeah. Yep. Um, we weren't offered any kind of psychiatric oh, psychiatric <laughs> uh, any help from psychologists or anything. And a lot of the contestants that I spoke to afterwards, because once they've gone, they're just out and you never see them mm. until the last episode. And they were really quite depressed about really, yeah, a lot of the a lot of stuff. So having, depressed having about getting been voted eliminated off. Eliminated or? Yeah, having been eliminated, but just also just being chucked back into normal life. Mm. I think it really. It did. It was all right for me because I won, but um. <laughs> and, uh, like it, and that that game is is designed to engender just paranoia. It, it is. Mm. It really is. And a lot of people were cranky at me as well because I just lied my way through it. But it, yeah, it was a really odd kind of thing. And so when, were you were you kind of misleading people by by giving tips that oh, I'm the mole, <laughs> yeah. so that they would get the wrong answers? Yeah, it was kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> of course, but what this is my pet peeve about Survivor, which as these fellas know is my favourite show of all time. And I hate when people get high moral ground about it. Of course, you bloody lied. Yeah. it's called the mole. Like yeah. it's it's a dece- <laughs> it's a show based on deception. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you come away with a hundred grand. Yeah, you go, you go girl. <laughs> and, and why why did you do it in in the first place? Was it because of the two hundred thousand dollars, or because you wanted to be on te- telly? Yeah, no, it was just for the money. I wanted to go overseas at that time, and. I just saw the ad in the paper and was like a woman possessed. And it said, do you want to win $200,000? I thought, I won't be greedy. I'll just go for half and <laughs> download the form that day and send it off and everything. It just But it's one – everyone reads, do you want to win $200,000 and goes, yes. Yeah. But then to go, and I'm prepared to be on TV yeah. and do these extraordinary things is yeah. a whole other level. So are you like an extrovert? Are you a bit of a show-off? I should say that with love and affection because yeah. I am. Yeah. You know, like – what what's in your personality that led you to that? 
Oh, I just don't think I could have made $100,000 any quicker way, really. I love the honesty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's 100 grand in the offing. I can read people, I'm going to do it. And it was, a, it was a bit of a different time. Like, it wasn't that big then. It just yeah. kind of started. So it wasn't really like I want to be on TV and be famous. I, I think I went on Ding Dong afterwards and that was about it. Ding but. Dong? <laughs> Did you get offers after? Playboy, no, etc.? No, not at all. Nothing. Crazy no Ralph cats. magazine. No, I was really shattered about Ralph. Oh, really? Ralph. Was on Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> and we we heard about the the selection process for Big Brother, where they would get thousands of people in in each of the capital cities. Uh, I think it happened in the My Music Bowl here, mm. um, and and you know get everybody to act like chickens or sheep or or do whatever, yeah. and and then kind of break down into groups and and have a have a slow kind of elimination process through the day. There was it a similar thing for the mall? No, I, wasn't well, as big. They told me it was five thousand people for that second from wow. the whole of Australia. Just right, because a hundred thousand teams have uh, have signed up to audition for the Amazing Race. Really, a hundred. And we haven't 000. even got ours in yet. And we haven't even that's got great. ours in yet. Yeah, I'm, I reckon I might go for that too. <laughs> I reckon that, you that's should. Great to you've go got a traveling. quiet. You've got a quiet stillness about you. I, I bet that's why you run the mole. <laughs> no, seriously, I think you've got to be quite sort of good under pressure to go well Thank in you. those kinds of games. So you didn't you didn't have any. Uh, nightclub appearances you didn't have any any of that stuff but were people stopping you in the street were people going oh you're you're on the mole can you tell me who wins you liar can, you mole can you buy me a drink yeah <laughs> there's a lot of that oh uh, yeah that was really strange it was odd you'd see people people would yell out across the street bro that was crazy for about well, i don't know maybe a year but and then it kind of dies down now people just go you look familiar do <sighs> yeah. i know you yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Unless you're Sarah Marie and people know you forever. Yeah. Um, What were you doing? What was your job at the time that you applied? Uh, I I was just bartending and now I own a pub. And now you own a pub. Look at that. You've taken hold of the means of production. (laughs) That is the communist dream. That is the the Australian dream. Come across $100,000, buy your own pub. And is that what you did with your 100 Gs? You Uh, bought a pub? Yeah, I went travelling for a year. Um, and then came back and bought the pub with my business partner and it's been about eight years now, so it's been great. You're thrifty. If you travel for a year and buy a pub with 100 grand. Yeah. Because how bad is this? My first thought was 100 grand's not what it used to be. Well, yeah. You know, like, seriously, you can't buy a house for 100 grand. Yeah, but yeah. T- t- 10 years ago you could buy half a house. Sure. Yeah. Easy. Should have bought half a house then. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it would, it would fall over without the other half holding it up. So, <laughs> so, so, what was what was the uh, the chronology of the production process? Had, had everything been recorded before it went to air, or were you doing it a week ahead and yeah. and it was going kind of out live? Uh, we did it. Like? Was three weeks. We filmed it over, and then it, it started that after that. Yeah, it was just three weeks. Gee, that's quick. Um, so it was all all in the can. By the time it started on on TV, yeah, that that was the thing that did my head in because once I'd won it after the three weeks, yeah, you just get whisked away and you can't speak to anyone. You've, to tell anybody. you've got a minder, so you can't make any phone calls or anything, and all For the phones are taken out of you. That just that three weeks, but then when you get home, I mean, you sign contracts to say you can't talk about it. So, um, I think from that last. You know, when I'd won it till it aired, it was six months, and I just oh. I went stupid. Oh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> wow. you, you've got this I whole did. part of your life that you can't talk about. Yeah, because people were just asking you, "Did you win? Were you the mole? What happened?" And you just can't say a you word. Can't. Yeah, and, oh, that must be hard. So, so watching it back after that kind of time had elapsed, were they? I'm I'm not sure that in the mole they they did actually kind of 
generates kind of faux drama by what they would show um, out of the footage that they took? Like, was there heaps and heaps of footage that they, would, they took and then they kind of picked and chose? Or uh, they, was they it fairly pre- straight? It was fairly straight. Uh, uh, a couple of times we'd have to do like a hand shot afterwards or something, but pretty much what they filmed was what we did in that time. And I can't was, remember, do, do you have to do pieces to camera as well in the mall where you talk about what you're doing in the uh, present tense? Yeah, they, oh, they'd give us a camera... Uh, like the, diaries. At, yeah, like a diary. And it'd just be us in our room, just press record and... Oh, okay. Yeah. And have you applied for any reality shows since? I, I, I did try and go on... Um, there was a Mother's Day special I wanted to do with my mum on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Because <laughs> 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 my mum's really brainy. I thought she'd be great you on that. You just go for the money. You <laughs> yeah, just go I'm for just the money. money. Yeah. Good on you. But um, they, I think we got, we got a phone call and then they said, have you been on any shows? And I'd been on the mole and... Just didn't hear back, but I would. Right. I would do the Amazing Race in a second because traveling like that for free would be great. I'd do that. It, See, I know, love it's, it. It's, it's always another agenda. I love it. It's it's probably just around Australia and New Zealand. <laughs> but really. that'd be that'd <laughs> be great because I find the most depressing sort of element of reality TV is the kind of. Um, and I say this, as I said, as a fan, but is those kind of delusional contestants who think they're going to be like the next, you know, superstar or something. I love your honesty and just kind of going, yeah, I'd like to travel and I'd like $100,000. Thank you. And well, this is when, when, we had, when we had Corinne and Jenna from uh, the first series of Beauty and the Geek in here uh, and we asked them, why did you go on this show? And their response was essentially, why wouldn't we? Like... Mm. They didn't think anything of it. They didn't think that it was strange. But mm. yeah. 10 years ago, when you were on the, the mall, it was quite a big deal to Absolutely. be on television. Yeah. Mm. Now it's not a big deal yeah, anymore. Yeah, no, it's not a big deal. Yeah I, yeah, I really didn't think about it at the time about being on television. I know that was there. It's definitely there. But, yeah, I did. Mm, you saw the 100 grand? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now there's so many more shows too. Like it's- What's your favourite reality show? Uh, or which are there any you, can you don't watch like it still? <laughs> I the Amazing Race is that's one of your faves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I, I don't watch a lot of telly because I'm mainly working nights. So mm. yeah. So it's all the circle for you. Oh, the circle. I love the circle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, daytime telly. Chrissy Swan, another reality TV uh, export because she was in Big Big Brother. And that's that's actually uh, one of the few. Uh, one of the few examples of somebody who actually has talent, is smart, mm. and managed to get and keep a job. Mm. Yeah, she's funny. Yeah, she's, she's great. Good. There's not many others, though, is there? No. I still... There's a, a Fitzy. There's Blair been ki- yeah. killed off neighbours. Blair. Oh, is he still there? <laughs> he's on Dancing with the... He's on the current s- series of Star Dances. Oh. Is he? Yeah. How's I still dancing? find it incredible that someone did not make Sarah Marie a, you know, superstar. Because that girl, she was a delight to watch on Big Brother. Do you remember Sarah Marley with the bum slapping? I was actually, I, I, I kind of left when that started. Right. Oh, I you went overseas? Went, yeah, I just went overseas. I had rabbit ears. I had pyjamas. Really? I, I sure did. <laughs> really? I sure did. Worked in a strip club. <laughs> you just it's wanted to be her. Far. Just wanted <laughs> to be her. Quite. Brooke Marshall, do, do you want to tell people where your pub is so that they can come in and uh, and buy beer yeah, from you? I think my partner would kill me if I didn't say that. <laughs> but um, it's the Park Hotel. It's in um, Nicholson Street in Abbotsford. So it, in in Melbourne. Uh, in Melbourne. Yep. If if you're there, worth a trip down from the Gold Coast. Yeah. Uh, really. <laughs> all, the way, all the way down from the Gold Coast. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, yeah. Putting the the reality fan uh, central. 
uh, together with uh, Melbourne. Yeah, it's, nice. It's, it's worth the trip. What's What's the best beer you have on tap there? Uh, I'm a Carlton Draft kind of girl, and it's oh. pretty nice. <laughs> you are the Aussiest person <laughs> in the world. Don't you like Carlton Draft? No, I'm just saying. Hundred thousand, one hundred thousand dollars. Border Pub loves Carlton Draft. <laughs> Melbourne Beat is my favourite. Aussiest girl. In- <laughs> Melbourne Beat is the Aussiest beer oi, in the world. Oi, oi. <laughs> Brooke Marshall, thanks so much for coming on to Box Cutters. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, hi, g'day. I'm Katrina Mathers and I'm on the Box Cutters. How cool is that? <laughs> Joining us now in uh, what, what is a whiz-bang, jam-packed episode of Box Cutters, mm. we have... The Hooper Roller. To talk about the election. Mm. Now, we say the Hooper Roller, mm. people unfamiliar with... Nicknames that you've just made up, Nelly, <laughs> might not be aware that it's Claire Hooper from Good Newsweek. Even I might not be aware, to be yeah. honest. That's what you called now. That's your I, handle. That's it. I you're the Hooper roller. I yeah. love it. That's your box cutter's handle. Yeah. yeah when, I, when I was on Twitter for two months, it was Hoop There It Is. Um, but then people pointed out it looked like a disease. It reads like Hoop The Riders. <gasps> yeah. Oh. So Hooper roller, way better. Hooper Way better. Yeah. So you're not on Twitter anymore. Oh, oh! Look, I just I cannot I cannot commit to things like that. I get in trouble for things I say, and I hate getting in trouble for things I say. And really, if I'm forced to say it, you know, one or two things a day, chances are I'm going to get in trouble more frequently than I do if I'm not on Twitter. Therefore, I just I pulled my head in. I just I did a few months, and I was over it very quickly. Mm. Well, Nothing against a, it. Could you have just... a word to Catherine Devaney because she hasn't learned that lesson? <laughs> no, <laughs> but some people like getting in trouble, and people like me. I'm just very low conflict. I'm not opposed to it because of trouble. I just think it's work. It's like, do I have to be funny all the time? I'm not funny. Yeah. You know what else? After seven, I'm out. Exactly. Exactly. You do. Yeah. Tell me about it. You do funny for the money. (laughs) (laughs) I also have an issue with the fact that I already think everything that I think is incredibly important and significant. (laughs) And I, I just, I just personally know that I don't need any encouragement. And Twitter is, is encouragement. It makes everybody think that everything they think is important, and it's not. So I, I try and live like my life. To the editor, that, is, yes. that is a great segue into yeah. election night coverage yes. because that is nothing but people thinking that everything they're saying is the most important thing that in they the world. Are somehow relevant. Yes. <laughs> Claire, what, so, what, did, what did you watch? What, what was on at your house? Um, ABC, ABC 24. Of that, course. Okay. that was that was where we sat, but uh, but we flicked. Of course, we were. You know, like I just thought if I flicked enough that I might finally catch sight of Will I Am um, teleporting <laughs> in, and uh, never did I see it. And really, it's not it's not three D coverage of an election until Will I Am teleports in Don't to comment on a candidate. ABC Twenty Four, I think, actually would have done very well out of the election because I haven't been a big ABC Twenty Four follower. I'm an ABC watcher, but I haven't yeah. watched a lot of it. But because it was so bloody exciting. Knowing exactly. that it was there 24 hours, like if you flicked over to nine or seven or, or whatever, whatever, you, you weren't uh, guaranteed any more updated information about what was happening. Exactly. Whereas ABC 24, you know it is. Yeah, that's right. I mean, even if even if uh, nine or seven were playing an election show, you still mm. might get a face full of a brand power ad or something. So yes, yeah, ABC exactly. Twenty. I'm exactly the same as you. I hadn't switched it on once, and then Saturday was my first experience with it. And I think yeah, a lot of people have have become converts. I've to had the, it uh, on today. I had it on yeah. Sunday. Was, was yeah. the ABC News Twenty Four different to ABC Regular? No, it was still Kerry ABC O'Brien one. and. Yes, well, but on oh, Sunday and ABC Monday, regular, Brett. Kerry ABC O'Brien. Regular. This is not important, but. Very dry skin, apparently. 
<laughs> I've been talking to his makeup oh, artist. Because she says in, she just actually. keeps moisturising and she cannot get it high definition on yeah. the uh, on on uh, News Twenty Four. Yeah. Obviously, it's that's not flattering. Is no, it? yeah, mm. that's a, that's mm. a, that's a huge problem. So it was the same coverage: ABC News Twenty Four and ABC One on Election Day. It was, on Election but Night, but I'm talking about Sunday, Monday because it's ah. been so exciting. Subsequently, I had ABC One's gone back to its normal coverage. It's really hard to tell when you speak, Nelly, just mm. all the time whether you're being sarcastic or not. So do you really mean <laughs> exciting? I am I I think it's been the most exciting election I've ever lived for. But hasn't hasn't the Sunday Monday just been uh, we still don't know. We still don't yeah, know. Yeah, but I keep what, it's like this I keep watching on there on ABC24 going maybe something will happen. Maybe something will happen. You know, someone will declare so there'll be some seat will Wilson Tucky lost his seat. That I was know reason I wanted, enough. Oh, I know I wanted to ask you about that. How do oh, you feel? Thrilled. Th- because I That was I've my had, one smile I think for the night. <laughs> I've had uh, Sky News mm. for, for several years oh, at, at my house. Pay TV. I've mm-hmm. got pay TV. Mm-hmm. So I've always had that what's happening right now, what's happening right yeah, now. Yeah, no, I don't it's, have it. Uh, so, so for you, it's it's a, yeah. another brand new thing. It's like I'm in a hotel. I'm on tour at my own house. <laughs> <laughs> but also the quality, obviously, being ABC, the quality of the coverage was fantastic. I think it was um, the downside of ABC 24, and they'll face this more and more, was it was repetitive. You know, I kept seeing the same bloody clips over and over. But having said that, generally I thought the ABC coverage was really good on the, on, on election night. On, on election night, I thought the ABC coverage was good. I was I was stuck on uh, ABC regular because yep. I don't have HD at home. I know. Why? I, just, oh. I don't. I don't have HD. I've but what does a, that? What does that mean? That it uh, doesn't go through your magic box. No, no. I, I've got standard definition digital television. I think that's what I have. No, you've got high definition digital television Do because I? you yeah. can get with your ABC. magic box. You've got okay. HD, okay, yeah. okay, okay, twin okay. HD, in fact. PVR magic box is a PVR. It's a whole. I'll tell you about it later. Oh, well, magic you, box is you. It's your hard drive on your TV that you record shows on. Thank that's you. It. I know her. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. yeah she's, I'm across she's, the magic box. She's, she's down with it. She's down she's with the magic box. Lingo. You're not the only person to think this future is magic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so yes, yeah, so okay. I, I, don't, I don't have. Uh, so, did you flick? On so election night, I flicked out of uh, out of mostly curiosity. Mm. Uh, I do like Sky News's coverage generally. Mm-hmm. I thought it wasn't as uh, it, it's hard, it's hard to go past Anthony Green. I mean, that's mm. absolutely Anthony mm. Green on ABC still has the greatest uh, graphs, the greatest analysis. Mm. This what what was different for me this time though was uh, I, I was flicking. I flicked to Sky to mm-hmm. Seven to Nine mm-hmm. to SBS as well. Uh, but I also had my laptop on. I had Twitter and I had the AEC website. Oh God, I yes. feel tired. Yes, it, really. Yes, that's and then that's how it differed from the 2007 election for me too. There was I had my phone and my laptop and my TV and you know the spare laptop in the house and they were all out and they were all doing different things. So so yeah, you you've got at least three different surfaces. Let me clarify. Full of information. When I ask you both this. I'm not at all being facetious. Uh, about this particular question, Claire, did it, in, did it improve your? Co- oh no, like, yeah. Did it actually, give you anything so else? So much. It did. It gave me so much more. Because Twitter, you Twitter had more, especially. Yeah. Because well, that's different kind of coverage, isn't it? Because that that was different coverage, but it was also uh, a bunch of people trying to make as many jokes as possible. But mm. also people saying, "Turn over to this channel because yes. such and such okay. is on now." And 
uh, oh my god, this person just said this, or what is going on with the cockroach walking up that person's shirt, and just okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. I, in fact, I wish I'd, I wish I'd been following the Twitter a little bit more but you can't during commit, the, Claire. but I can't, I just can't commit. I, I, yeah. Did I, you what? Did you see any of the commercial coverage? Yes, I did. I saw, I saw a little bit of it. I really enjoyed watching Melon Koshy. Oh, was just like, oh, is there nothing they can't turn their hands to? I had to watch it for this podcast, and I, I was cursing box cutters while I was watching <laughs> Melon Koshy. Although Lisa Wilkinson and Carl Stefanovic were even worse, I thought. <laughs> Absolutely oh, diabolical. Was, oh, and somebody was, tweeted that her eyebrows were the most powerful, you know, candidate for election on screen or some sort of weird Twitter about her eyebrows and then she looked all flattered and I don't think she got that that was a joke, that your eyebrows are frightening expense. us. Lisa Wilkinson. Mm. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I didn't clarify was, who that was about. But, yeah, her eyebrows were looking amazing. The, that was a menagerie. It was oh. – they had, like, 18 people on their panel. Did you, <laughs> did you see any of this? I, I was out at an event where it was all ABC. Right. But also, uh, they had, like, 18 people on their Channel 9 panel mm. over three separate desks mm. shouting across the studio at each other. Mm. Plus, they were mm. in the National <laughs> Tally Room, which was already really loud. They were really poorly mic'd. The mm. whole thing sounded horrible and – a thousand people talking over each other. And plus, they're, they're, the way they advertised their coverage was to say, we've got the best graphics, got the best graphics. Oh, their yes. graphics were so freaking confusing. I Honestly, I could not understand them. I could not understand Some the graphics. Which ones? They had, ducks, they had ducks being shot. Oh, oh get God, out. They had really? moving graphs. They had 3D spinning. Thing. But all of that's lovely. Like the ABC had some 3D with Lee Sales kind of showing, you know, as though the graphs came up in front of her, which I really liked. Which was yes. the one little bit I as she walked well. behind. I thought it was really cute. Bars. Yes, and but guests the, keep, kept arriving at my house and every time a new guest would arrive, they would make the same joke. Why doesn't she just push the Liberal one over? Everybody <laughs> that came in would do the same. It was I think gorgeous. she was probably she could. They did seem to have technical issues on the ABC with those graphs. Oh, did they? Yeah, that they weren't properly displaying oh. what they, they should have been. Oh, but okay. Anthony Green was, was making comments on and it. Anthony, oh, right. Anthony Green was, was almost ropeable uh, because his graphs weren't up to date with the latest figures that yeah, he yeah, had, yeah. which is why I started looking at the AEC website. The last 30 seconds. I know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which was j- just incredible. What I really liked about it, though, uh, with the Lee, Lee Sales bit, is mm. that Lee Sales was on with these weird graphs that she was walking behind, mm. uh, and then when she wasn't on air, she was backstage tweeting and talking oh, to everybody she? who was who was watching her on TV. It was, and that's what I love about Twitter yeah, and election right. night. Well, that is actually genuinely different experience. Be completely isolated. Mm. I was I was at home, not at any party, mm. but we were all together. Mm. And that that's I really loved that. Well, you in particular, but box cutters listeners will, will may well <laughs> may be completely relevant. But you at least, Josh, will be pleased to know that on the back of uh, the election, I have decided to start twittering. I have decided because don't say it's the election; it's Quanda, isn't it? It is, but that <laughs> because of watching the election coverage through Quanda, which I'm a massive fan of anyway, but also Annabelle Crabb, who you know oh. I'm in love with a beautiful lady, and her name's Annabelle. Um, I've got to follow that lady on Twitter. She's my Twitter mm. girlfriend. Yeah, she's, I just adore her. She's great Twitter, isn't she? In she's fact, I sat down to watch, um, what's it called, 9 o'clock Sunday morning? Insiders. Insiders. Sat down to watch that, thought I have to watch that Sunday morning. There's Annabelle Crabb. I thought, oh, Annabelle. And then the spectre of Andrew Bolt <gasps> loomed. And I was so torn because I won't watch Andrew Bolt. I will not. 7pm Project, nothing. I will not watch anything he's Who on. Who else was there? I had to turn George off. George Megalogenes? 
I couldn't. I just. I saw Andrew. I went. I'm out. Because some, <laughs> somebody so, tweeted. So principled. I love it. Have they moved the right wing? <laughs> no, I do. Intolerant is the other word for it. The, mm. the, the party away from the right hand side of the set. Oh no, and, he's still. I, I no, thought Andrew, I saw it. Andrew Bolt still gets his own chair. Yeah, he gets. His, no one will sit with him. Yeah, he still gets his own chair. He's got. He's got. He's got cuties. Um, so, did you watch? He's not a great man. The election project. Oh, I said it. I said it. Did I watch? I did watch bits of the election project. I realise this is your own channel, but did you have any? Oh, I see. And that? I didn't. I didn't see any of that. I just saw Charlie tweet afterwards yeah. that they had done it, and I went, "Oh, okay." They had some yeah. technical issues. Did they? They did I, seem to. See, I turned on because I was entertaining his wife at the time, and that is. I mean nothing rude by that. I was entertaining Tom Gleeson's wife at my house. So, of course, right. I watched little bits of Gleeson um, okay. crossing from the Labor Party. Nobody was at the Labor right. Party. So, so I only watched tiny little bits of it. Can't okay. comment on it. Didn't, okay. see the, didn't see the hitches or the, the, the technical difficulties they that you're talking to, about. They seem to struggle, although the ABC did have this a few times as well where they're um, – you know when their image isn't matching what they're saying? Mm. Like they're clearly trying to refer to a particular story. Obviously oh, yeah, they're yeah. not used to being – well, no, that's not true. I was just going to say they're not used to being live. They're live but of course the they time. are. It's they're complicated with night. that much different content coming in yeah. and, and coordinating all of it. Yeah. Mm. And I, I assume they wouldn't have gone with whoever the new external company is that they've got switching uh, their, the, the network switches. No, and, um, and so, so it would have been somebody that knows what they're doing at least. <laughs> Uh, but also, usually they're all drunk on a Saturday anyway. So. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the standout, um, I'd be interested to see your favourite uh, election commentator. Mine, of course, is Tony Jones. You know, I'm not on Facebook, but there is actually a Facebook page dedicated to Tony Jones called Tony Jones Can Have My Baby. Mm. If I was on Facebook, I would add myself to that page. Do you have any thoughts on the Silver Fox, Claire? On what the particular – like the Tony? Tony Jones, the, just oh, on Tony. Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Look, I also am not on Facebook – uh, but but I'd be likely to join that page. I, it is funny. I reckon during election time we become far more attracted to the election commentators because it's so nice to have somebody talking re- sensibly and re- you know like because mm. Kerry comes back on our on our what what do you call it on our kind of you know if you're married but you have the little card in your purse and you can have a couple of names on it oh, and your, your husband five. yeah your, your, your husband five. authorizes mm. the um so so yeah you kind of you throw out Clooney and you pop um. <laughs> Gary O'Brien yeah, gets in yeah. your top five. Exactly. And here's the here, – here, you'll love this. Uh, one of one of my close friends and a dear, dear friend was sitting on the couch as we were watching Koshy and Mel and she went, he used to be on my top five. Oh. Ooh. She did not get any polling booth carrot cake. Wow. <laughs> I bought carrot cake at the polling booth, I'm, I'm stunned. I know. I just couldn't believe it. Was that just really, a really still, good friend, and she when he was still a financial commentator, or after going sunrise. I need to ask her. I need to clarify. Oh. But I would just like to add something. I may as well. I may as well shame her. She also admitted that at the same time, Kyle Sandilands. Oh, can you believe Jesus. it? Yeah, she had some really dirty How pleasures there. Dirty. Some really guilty little. How In fact, did you even become friends yeah. with this person? I know we were. We would. She's she's as close as I've got to a best friend as well, and I'm I'm feeling really confused. Desire's complicated. I think well, we're going to have to get you back on Claire to talk through who your top five are because now I'm totally now intrigued. You're intrigued. But yeah. this 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 does bring us to to the end of the segment. However, mm. if you would like to be Claire Hooper's new best friend, BFF, uh, just email us hooray at box. My standards are very low. Clearly, <laughs> taking applications though. Claire Hooper, thank you so much. Good news week is where you appear weekly. 
Yes, that's right. Yeah. Good. Oh, and I so, I appear all I'm over the so place as well. I'm so glad I got that right. So, I almost said the sideshow. I really did. Oh, <laughs> were you one of the three people that watched that? The ads. Yeah. I was one of the three people that watched the ads. I was watching the, the sideshow. And, uh, and saw that you're on. And, of went, course, mm. you can see Claire doing various live gigs around Toon. Where, where, yeah, that's what I do. where are you gigging in the, uh, in the coming weeks? Uh, well, uh, this week I'm in Brisbane. I'm going to do Gold Coast from Brisbane gigs, and then I'll come back and next week. I'll do uh, Janet McLeod's The Local on the 31st. I've it's got so For our Brisbane listeners and our Gold Coast listeners, where, where are you doing Queensland? Because uh, we, we, we do get a, a little bit of, uh, you're very Melbourne-centric, but we, we get listened to We've all We've got an Antarctica so. listener. So. Okay, Tuesday the 24th at the Courthouse in Southport on the Gold Coast, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday at the Sit Down Comedy Club in um, Paddington in Brisbane. And on Saturday I'll be doing the Gimpy Muster as well. So that's right. Yes, if you've got Gimpy listeners, they just we lucked out. Now. They just lucked I don't, out. I don't like to judge them. <laughs> no, that's the noun Gimpy, not... Not oh, the oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> it's not Deadwood. Right. <laughs> you haven't Claire, got a gimp out the back. <laughs> Claire Hooper, thanks so much for joining us on Box Cutters. Oh, man, ha- thanks for having me. Hi, this is Lawrence Mooney. I've been on the telly, and if you're into televisual delights, then there's only one show you need to be listening to, and that's Box Cutters. Get your ears into it. Before buying a DVR, PVR, or magic box of any variety... He said magic box. Check to see if it's a... <laughs> Check check to see if it's an Ice TV compatible device. Ice TV is a service that finds all your favourite shows on digital free-to-air TV and tells your magic box to automatically record them for you. Can I just pause you right there, Brent? Like I could do with my Ice TV magic box, pausing live television. Or rewind it. Or rewind (laughs) it. I tried to forward it to find the election result. I just want to pause you right there so I can... uh, You tried to forward it? You couldn't... (laughs) Yeah, still still no election results. Nelly, I've put the word magic box in here many times just for Brett to see how how many times he could say it without cracking up. (laughs) Automatically record them for you. You can set your magic box to record TV shows from wherever you're using Ice TV's web interface... That's the web interface or one of the available mobile phone apps for iPhones and Android phones. Uh, just pause you right there. The Android phone uh, app is not available yet. It will be available in a couple of weeks. And go. The television functionality you've always wanted from Modern Living is finally available to you with Ice TV's wonderful service. That's their wonderful service. Never miss an episode of your favourite show again. Not their wonderful service. (laughs) You are really, really good at this. Or get recommendations for new shows to watch based on your viewing history. Ice TV is pleased to offer Box Cutters listeners three specials for a limited time only. Purchase a set-top DVR or a USB digital tuner for your Mac or PC at a great discount with a three-month Ice TV subscription included. If you already have a magic box of some kind, you can purchase a 12-month subscription to the Ice TV service with 30% off the regular price. So I just want to go through those those again. You have a choice of three different so can, offers. One is you can buy a set You can top, buy a magic box. You can, buy, you can actually buy a magic box at a special discounted price, and I think you get three months Ice TV with that. Or you can buy... A USB plug-in Elgato ITV that goes into your PC or Mac that has a dual tuner in it, and you can just record things straight onto your computer with an Ice TV subscription. Or if you've already got one of those two options, like you do, Nelly, you mm. could get 
30% off an ICE TV subscription and For 12 months and get part of this fantastic service which when ICE TV first launched and this was ICE TV have been around since before TiVo started in Australia oh, yeah. before uh, a, a lot of these things happened you, you remember there was the whole Channel 9 court case and I was and so jealous they they really were they were really, really jealous were. Of, of what ICE TV have they do their own uh, their their own guides and they and they're more accurate than the green guide. They're more accurate than uh, a lot of the guides that uh, that you will have lying around or on the web. And it responds to uh, to changes in schedules as they come up, which is the best thing because you don't sit down to watch Oprah and then find, oh, look, it's motor racing. Yeah, and they and they also kind of work in uh, networks habits. So if there's if Channel Nine, for instance, have a tendency Freaking to go. Footy show. 20 minutes over with the footy show, they'll put that into their schedule. It's They, they, they do uh, fantastic work. So uh, I, I'm really glad they've come on board to sponsor us. If you're interested, just go to icetv.com.au slash boxcutters to get all the information you need to take part in this special offer. And they're giving money to us so that we can keep bringing this wonderful show to you. Nobody knows what the future holds, my friend. Ladies and gentlemen, wake the kids, phone the neighbors. Under all the circumstances, I disagree. This is such a crock of shit. A couple of weeks ago, we had a news item about Georgie Parker playing Ruth Stewart on Home and Away. And we were don't all. Don't buy it. Uh, right? So we were all a bit shocked. Mm. We don't buy it. Mm. Recently, Nelly, you and I uh, heard some stories about Tracy Morgan's live mm. stand up act that mm. made us wonder if we'd be able to enjoy his performance as Tracy Jordan on 30 Rock. What was, happened there? I was totally devoted. A friend of mine went to New York, New York. And uh, who's also a friend of Josh's, mm. and he went to see Tracy Morgan live and was most excited and paid a considerable amount of money and lined up and blah blah blah, and was so. And this dude goes to a lot of comedy; like he is mm. not easily shocked. And he was so offended by the material that he actually left. Like it was, it can only be described as a homophobic tirade, like a a, a, a vile homophobic tirade that I don't even want to repeat. Like like. Uh Michael Kramer's, Richards. Yeah, like Michael Richards' tirade. At, but that was clearly uh, Michael Richards losing it out of complete anger. Mm. This is part... Nothing is, is set. This is part of Tracy mm. Morgan's set. Mm. And after we heard this story, uh, uh, I know people who went onto, uh, onto uh, websites, comedy websites, to find out if this was part of... Tracy Tracy Morgan's regular set, mm, and, it and it was, is. and mm. people walk out regularly, mm. and uh, and this is clearly, and, and apparently there just weren't jokes mm. attached to it either. It was, no, and I think that's the thing. I mean, you hear obviously doing stand up. I hear a lot of stuff that is offensive, mm. you know. But you kind of have a certain, you suspend a certain amount of disbelief when you walk into a stand up room. You accept that people are joking, that kind of stuff. I can take a joke. But this lev- the level of it, the things that were reported back, and this is the, we oof. we've heard this secondhand. Yep, we weren't in the room. No, but it's made me feel a little bit funny about watching Tracy Jordan on Thirty Rock. It's made me feel really funny about it. In the same way, 
Um, well, although it's interesting, the reaction's not the same, which is a whole other discussion. But in the same way, I can't watch Seinfeld in the same way anymore either. Like, I, I loved Kramer. And whenever I see Michael Richards on screen now, I think racist. I really do. Like, I think that's, of that's the, the comments. That's the first thing that comes into my mind. I see him saying, I would have lynched you or whatever that lynching comment that he made um, to the black guy in the audience. And that's the first thing that comes into my mind when I see him. And and, and for me, I, I find it difficult because I, I like to think, oh, I'm above all of that. Mm. I'm so above all of that I can separate yeah, can the separate character it. from the actor. I clearly can't mm. uh, because there is always that twitch. I can't watch Hogan's Heroes anymore. Uh, because I know too much about, I've forgotten the name the of it. The tapes of Bob Crane. Yeah. And I know too much about Film Bob Rich. Crane's life mm. and feel so bad about the way he lived and the way he died mm. Mm. and what happened to his life after Hogan's Heroes. That's that I, not funny. I can't enjoy Hogan's Heroes anymore. I've said this to both of you off air before. I'm John Jarrett. Like, I cannot. I saw him in a TV show after, what's the film? Um, uh, the one where Wolf he... Creek. Wolf, Wolf Creek. Creek. on it, which, oh, that just did my head in. And I cannot see him now. I actually feel sick when I see him. So that's that's about cross-pollination in characters. It's not him yeah. in real no, life. No, no, that's not about him like in he real does, life. He does no. play up that character of Wolf Creek in real life. Mm. Whereas I, uh, I, I thought watching yes, so Wolf... Yes, you're right, quite right. It is a different issue, actually. Watch, watching Wolf Creek, I kept thinking it was just like a, a how-to segment from Better Homes and Gardens. Ugh. And see, see see what I did there? You won't uh, get me to laugh about Wolf Creek. Really? No, that re- it had me shaking. It was, that was fun. I haven't actually seen it. Oh, don't bother. So really. when, when, we're, when we're looking at the greatest TV mm. characters of all time, we're taking the success or failure of a character into, a, into account how much... How much do you think that the person who plays that character goes into that equation? You know, Red Dwarf was destroyed for me. I can't. I I find it really difficult to watch after um, uh, he plays Lister. Yeah, I can't remember his. Uh, there there was comedian. There was uh, Craig Charles. Craig Charles. There was a, a, um, a sexual assault. No, there, there was a rape tra- uh, charge or yeah stuff. Along those lines, while I was over in the UK, and and there was kind of that break, and then I think he might have done some time. I think I think he did some time for that, and then, and did then a stage show about that, and and there's been little bits and pieces of, of comebacks for Red Dwarf since then. So, but you haven't been able to to watch Red Red Dwarf at all. I also read read that book that he released, which oh, was so sad. That's not going to help. Um, I think so that didn't help, help either. It's quite interesting because on one level, like on a kind of wanky level. Um, the public um, perception of of an actor or actress is in itself a character because obviously we don't truly know Michael Richards or we don't truly know who you know mm. anybody, and so it's a kind of characterisation. Um, but does that affect how we read their work? For me, whether it should or not, it absolutely does. What it about absolutely does? What about if if the Actors changed. So if you had found out something horrible about Sarah Chalk back in the day, mm. but then there was another Becky as well mm. on on Roseanne, mm. uh, you know, or or you'd found out something horrible about Dick York or Dick mm. Sargent. I can't remember which was the better one. Uh, <laughs> but you know, and then the character gets the the, the actor is replaced. Mm. Does that? then make the character okay again in your eyes? Or? I get so furious about actors changing 
midstream that I'm focused on that. So I can't, I'd have to think about that more. Because like when Becky changed, I was just outraged. I was completely, I hate that. I'd rather them kill the character off. Who was the original Becky? Not, not as talented as Sarah Chalk. No. But actually, now that <laughs> That's you bring all I up... Know. But you've got no idea no, I don't. who it was. But bringing up um, Roseanne's interesting because it can also work the other way because I love Roseanne's stand-up so much and I love her um, autobiography and I love her in interviews. It also makes me love her character um, all the more when I watch Roseanne. So I think, you know, our perception of the actor um, feeds in positively and negatively. But then the, for, for me... Uh I was thinking about Thick of It and the the guy who plays the, the minister in Thick of It. Yep. Or the, Chris. the MP. Uh, yeah, him. Someone. Uh, who, who he, he was, was, he was done for, for child pornography, yep. sent to jail. Uh, I can still watch his episodes of Thick of It. I can still watch uh, his, his old BBC comedies mm. and enjoy them. And I don't know if it's because... He's not. He's not as big a character as Kramer or mm. Tracy Jordan or uh, or Lister. He's he's a lot more subdued. He's a lot more just like a real person, and so he kind of fades into the into the background. Just a, a difference between what 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 they'll say publicly in in some sort of breakdown, like like um, uh, Kramer, or as opposed to photographic. Stuff like Pete Townsend also had issues along those lines. Oh, and, that was research purposes. He was completely exonerated for, for that. It's uh, research purposes, Brett. But the was he? Uh, did he actually get off on that? Uh, he did. He did get off on that, I believe. But the uh, the the thing is, I, I think it's because the character isn't as big. Mm. Because I mean, he's never going to be. Like he's he's it, a sad character on the show anyway, on the thick of it, right? Like but, he's he's pretty pathetic, but he's also not anyway. because he's because he's not a big character. He's never going to be targeted as one of the greatest TV characters of all time. So he's also not going to be tarred with that same brush of uh, your real life is going to come into play a- against your on screen life. Well, and it's, doesn't it's it, complicated. It is complicated because doesn't it also depend what pushes your buttons? You know, what you personally find unfathomable or what you personally find um, just a step too far. You know, like I think we can accept um, quite a wide range of behaviours from most actors and actresses and people in showbiz because you kind of expect them to be a bit sex, drugs and rock and roll. But when you start talking, you know, pedophilia or racist rants or things that really press your own buttons, it, you can't overcome it. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a difference, though. Mm. One, one thing that's just occurred to me that is different, Matthew Newton. Mm. After the Brooke Satchwell thing, I couldn't watch Matthew Newton on anything, mm. not because... I couldn't believe him. I couldn't find him credible in that role. But just because I thought he shouldn't be getting the work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and this goes after, you know, I met Matthew Newton many, many years ago, probably 14 years ago now. Uh, he was just a young kid, 17 years old, lovely kid. Uh, and so for many years, that was the image of him that I took. In your head. When, when I was watching mm. him on, on TV. And then after the, the thing with Brooke, mm. uh, that all changed. Uh, 
he's still a very good actor. Like mm. he's still very credible in the in the work that he does. But you can igno- you can see that, can't you? Like I won't name this particular person, but there's quite a well known comedian um, on TV that I cannot stand, and who I was a big fan of before we actually met. Mm. And when we met, now I just cannot stand this person. But I can accept that they're very good at their job, but I can't watch. But the way they are because I know, Yeah, because I know I've made my own personal judgment of this particular person. I can't – I watch their work differently. I can step back objectively and kind of go, yes, I can see why people like you and why you're, you, you're successful, but there's when also – part I can't enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, on television and live. Yeah. You know, like it, it's sort of – I think you can make a kind of rational judgment. It doesn't mean you can then make yourself um, experience it in line with that rational judgment. So is it is it better for us to never find out anything about, you know, to, to, to <laughs> never have that fourth wall broken mm. ever? And yet we're obsessed with it, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, look at magazines and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. We're obsessed with knowing. And ruining our own enjoyment of yeah. things. It's, I, f- I find it very well, interesting. I'm, I don't read those magazines, so I don't care about that, and I see them as... Yeah, but sometimes I'll, sometimes I'll read them out loud to you while you're sleeping, Brad. Is you know, in the dentist. No. I mean, I don't buy them either, but why I mean, why, why we are as a culture. He's <laughs> been given <laughs> the gas. Touched. Now it just got weird. But as a culture, we are obsessed with the, with the private yes. lives of actors and actresses, and we're not just about are we, are what we they really? do. Like, of course we are. Like, have you mm. not been to a supermarket? Yes, I have, but I I think that they're they're overrepresented, especially when you you look at well, remember what we've heard about uh, actual circulation figures for for stuff like TV work. I'm not like saying they, we they should be, be obsessed, but we clearly you might see are. them all over the place. But I'm not sure how many how how much people someone's um, buying and no one's pay attention. Someone's no one's buying them. no one's producing those things and making a loss. Spread. No, no, you know TMZ is not making a loss. And entertainment tonight and, you well, know. Look at the production values of TMZ. It's it doesn't matter. It's not making a loss. Enough people it go to it. It keeps its overheads low. And it, regardless, I think, I think there's, a, there's a problem. There's a paradox. There's definitely a paradox with wanting to know. You know, I would love to go and see uh, a, a comedian that I like on television. I'd like to go and see them live. Mm. Uh, I did that with uh, Steve Coogan. Right, very disappointing. And that, mm. and and has that affected your your enjoyment of Steve Coogan's on screen work? I haven't I haven't seen anything new from him since seeing him. Right, um, and um, I, I think a lot of people were disappointed with those live shows mm. uh, when he was out last year. Oh, I think people a lot of people have perception that if you're on TV as a comedian, you must be really good live, and that is absolutely not true. But can I just make a related point as well with going back to Tracy Morgan? The other thing that I found after learning um, this news and learning about his stand-up, which was not an off-the-cuff remark but clearly crafted material that he does all the time, is that um, – I was going to call her Liz Lemon. Tina, Tina, Fey. Tina Fey. Tina Fey has clearly seen his work and has clearly chosen him to be part of her show on the basis of that work and it also made me question her judgment. And I thought, what – what are you? What are you doing? Elevating this dude a bit like that kind of but making it, a judgment of whether you deserve it. Why are you elevating this dude? But what is better for the show? Like, yeah, clearly well, he was the best character for the show. Yeah, but yeah. and that's the be, the best actor to play that character on the show. Like that's just the weird. Mm. That's that's just a, a weird thing. But is he more there is actor that, or comic? 
well, there's that. He's playing himself, so. Yeah. yeah. But there is that kind of thing of, um, you know, that kind of, I don't know, you want people to succeed who are nice, basically. And clearly that's not always the case and maybe it's hardly ever the case. But it's kind of disappointing. It disappointed me. I'm a huge fan of Tina Fey. Let us know what me. Let us know what you think. Uh, send us an email, hooray at boxcutters.net. Chris Langham, by the way. Chris Langham, thank you. And we'll... Uh, Name we'll, of uh, the minister from the thick of it. Yes. Uh, hooray at boxcutters.net if you have opinions. Or uh, let us know on the comments on the blog. Gary Postman. I have a letter for you. No, I'm just the postman. The postman. The postman. Letters to Boxcutters. Brett Cropley, you have a letter in front of you. Letter came in to us from David well, who's uh, been a listener for a while, uh, talking about having a magic box and Ice TV put it together and uh, it just it gets magic. Um, I guess that's the magic elements out of the magic box. Uh, anyway, huh. I just got my first Ice TV box three weeks ago and was about to email you dudes to sing its praises. So what a pleasant surprise to hear the first section of this week's podcast about the sponsorship. To me, the most valuable element is the metadata. Okay, tags. Having each show tagged this way makes it easier to set up my faves. All documentaries, then refer to HD if not SD, all movies that are film noir, all music shows that are not repeats. So so this this letter is an extension of the ad that we had earlier in the show. Mm. So, mm. But unsolicited. Unsolicited. Entirely He's unsolicited. He's just praising the Ice TV magic box. Well, which is, which is fair enough, David. Uh, it, uh, it allows him to discover a broad range of shows that uh, wouldn't have otherwise been found, uh, which you just don't get through uh, the Green God. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here so that I can get through it quickly. Um, so it's about uh, content discovery, mm. uh, which works really well for I agree. David. It's totally done that for me too because you don't have to sort of sit down and kind of go, this is what I watch and tape it or whatever. You sort of cast it out to the ether. And you get a whole heap of shit and go, oh wow, I will watch that. So you've got the you've got the ice TV with your with your box. Um, Lockie deals with all of that. You, you <laughs> oh god, that makes me sound like such a bloody idiot. But no, no, no I don't know. I don't know. I think so. A lot of people, a lot of people find their VCRs, mm. you know, from from way back. Mm. A lot of people find them really confusing. Well, it's not so much confusing. I just don't care enough. To learn that sort of stuff. Like, I know, I, I say that in, with all sincerity. Like, I, of course I could. Of course. I won prizes in maths, all right? Like, <laughs> I can do that sort of shit. But I just, I can't be bothered. If you laziness. Have, if you have letters to send to Boxcutters, send them to hooray at boxcutters.net or the contact us link on the blog. By the way, David says he has no ties to Ice TV and, uh, in fact, is still on the free trial with his uh, new Beyond Whiz. And welcome back to the How Wonderful Is Ice TV show. <laughs> so, what we've become? No. Uh, you know, you got to thank your sponsors. They are good. Uh, they are good. If you were going to watch one thing this week, Nelly Thomas, what would it be? Well, I have noticed a bias from myself and you two toward ABC shows, so I've deliberately steered away from them this week. And I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to go a bit mate, mate. Australian. I'm going to go 8.30pm Thursday, 26th of August. Such is life, the troubled times of Ben Cousins. 
Really? I am. I now, that's, that's actually part of over two nights. Yes. You know that. Yep. Are you into footy? Oh, uh, look, Sammy, no. I'm not into footy, but I'm not, you know, I'm not a ginner. You're into the voyeurism of, of how Ben Cousins screwed up his, almost screwed up his career and, and uh, went through a lot of trouble and that pain. That is and, not a fair characterisation of my interest in the show, no. I am it's from Western Australia. Okay. Um, for a start, so I have some familiarity with because um, he comes from Weagles. He's yeah? from Weagles, and also I genuinely find um, drug addiction to be a fascinating, interesting, and a relevant topic. You're up for drug addiction. <laughs> I'm up, I'm up t- for I'm up for looking at drug addiction as a medical problem and not as a like all oh, those those crazy. Do you think Do you think that's going to do it? Because you know that's produced Appa- by cousins as well. Yeah, I know, but apparently it is um, actually uh, a look. This is my understanding, so I'll watch it. It is uh, partly him educating the football club about the fact that uh, addiction is an illness. Oh, okay. And about to get them to understand and have a compassionate approach to addiction rather than you're just, you know, a crazy young dude. What about being a cockhead? Is that also an illness? Because <laughs> a lot of footballers <laughs> suffer from that. Indeed. A lot of footballers suffer from that. I'm uh, going to check it out. Brett Crawley. So, so trying to get uh, his his teammates to stop calling him a girl when he says no to another drink. That kind of, kind of thing. Kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, my one thing, which is, this is really unusual for me. Um, it, I, I have foregone the whole foodie TV bandwagon thing. But I know where you're going. I did watch the episode of this last week. It's Heston's Feasts. Mm. And uh, this is Ch- Charlton Heston <laughs> Feast. Uh, what's his? Heston Blumenthal. Um, who's a uh, he's an English chef, and uh, he's an amazing, he, an amazing mm. chef, amazing uh, chef with with particular talents in using science for for just creating tastes and uh, your molecular molecular, molecular gastronomy, gastronomy is, is what it's called. Um, it's on SBS One at eight thirty on Thursday night, and uh, this is part of a series which I'd assume would be going for another five weeks at least. When I say amazing chef, Hester Blumenthal has uh, it, it's. I find it bullshit. Like I, I. It's not really about the food tasting good as much as it is about pretending that food look like making food that looks like other food. Do you what? remember the first guy from MasterChef who was an advocate of molecular gastronomy? So he got peas. He he cooked them, he mashed them, he strained them, he made them back into peas. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. That's, that's what, one of the things. Yeah. Yeah. He made them back into peas, even the like, spherical-shaped peas. Yeah. They weren't like golf ball sizes or something. No, like that. that's like, that's like the peas. First, that's like the first thing you learn in molecular gastronomy. It's like, dude, it's, you could have just eaten the peas. Yeah, I know. But just, they're pre-chewed. That's pretty much it. It's amazing. It's, it's crazy. What's it's your crazy. one thing? Uh, my, so, sorry, go on. Uh, no, that's all right. Okay. My one thing is actually going to be the first five minutes of uh, X Factor on Channel 7 next Sunday night. Oh, that uh, was on, my one thing not to watch. On August on 3rd. On Channel 7. No, just the five minutes. First five minutes, see what they do. Mm. I just want to see say, what they do. You're saying on Sunday night or Monday night? Is it uh, the 30th. Night? What's the 30th? 30th is Monday night? Monday. Monday night. Yes. Yeah, so then. So uh, X Factor, 8.30, Monday night on uh, Channel 7. Smack bang in the middle of the prime time. Oh, Simon Cowell. First I five used minutes to love of that. So. First five minutes of that. It's either going to be wonderful or terrible. Either way, it's it's that whole. It's the same reason I used to watch hard copy. Uh, <laughs> if, if you remember that excellent show with Gordon Elliott, mm. it's it's just kind of the worst parts of humanity 
brought into a very Choo-choo. entertaining way. Train wreck. Yeah. Mm. I love it. Mm. I can't I can't look away. So I love the film adaptation of hard copy. Accuse him uh, of voyeurism. Natural born killers. He's just admitted to it. You need to accuse him of voyeurism instead of me with my well, Ben Cousins. I didn't accuse you at all. I asked if that was oh, your interest. That was he did. He asked you. <laughs> he, he, asked he asked me if I was being voyeuristic in that. If you were being voyeuranced. <laughs> I'm tired. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. Mm. Talking about the... Uh, you, were, you were talking about uh, Hester Blumenthal. Yes. Uh, it doesn't have, look like a Hester. Have you seen the chefs that they've got? For Iron Chef? For Iron, Iron Chef. Chef. No. These are big names. I know, but I'm not pleased oh, about Iron Chef being remade here. There's That's nothing wrong with the Japanese version. Like, why? Except that they don't make it anymore. Guy Grossi? Oh, don't they? No. See one of them? Yeah, Guy Grossi, uh, Neil Perry and Guillaume Brahimi, who I don't know. Are they really Oh, big? he was on Master like Guy, Gro- Guy Grossi is in here at Triple R fairly regularly. Guy Grossi's big, He's though. Big, yeah. Guy Grossi's big. He's Neil big. Perry, very, very big. big. I know. I, I, I've, big. I've met him more than I have eaten at his Post Master Chef, the three of them are all very big. Yeah. They're but they are not on MasterChef. They were. Yeah, they were. They were. All they three were. of them were. I, uh, as guests. Mm. Yes. But they were big beforehand. Yeah, they, they weren't were, contestants. No, no, they no, were, no. But, you know, the guests with the, yeah, the no, guests. showing them how to do They yeah. were very big chefs beforehand as well. So mm. this is this is huge for, like, I'm, I'm quite shocked. But I'm also quite excited because I like to see good chefs make good things. That's why I like watching Top Chef. I went. I ate at Grossi Florentina. Is it Florentina? Yeah, Florentina. In, um, uh, a few weeks ago. Oh, heaven! In Burke Street, Melbourne. Yeah, it's a good one. Mm. It's a good one. What do you uh, have? What's so good about it? It's just Come beautiful. On. I haven't got time to go into it. Does he use, use dry ice? <laughs> no, he's not wacky does he, about does it. Does he use a heavier than air gas in in a mushroom that you suck out and uh, you know you know what helium does when you breathe it in yeah, and, yeah. and talk with it it did the opposite Miss it Piggy took the voices down low I have no idea what you're talking about I've, do you uh, no my headphones just went crazy so I've I've got no idea either uh, he, he used in, as part of the meal Heston Blumenthal in oh, last used, week's show oh I used a gas, gas, gas a heavier than still. their gas uh, that that they would suck in mm. and then talk. That would be... I need to use that for this show. Yes. <laughs> My voice is way, way, way too high. Uh, and just remember how when we did uh, uh, How to Make It in America uh, and you said it was called Nontourage? Yes. Well, Mark Wahlberg's doing a new, another series, producing another series. Series two of How to Make It in America. No, no, no. Another, like uh, a third. A new, a new So he's got Entourage. He's got the one that's, it? yeah, he's got yeah. the one that's uh, that's being dubbed Nontourage. I reckon this new one's going to be called Porntourage. Oh, yes, you sent me the link for this. An this HBO is, special what's in on Vegas? Well, it's, it's not a special. It's a, it's a it's an ongoing drama. Oh, is they, it? I thought yeah, it was a special. That it's, it's going to be about, uh, about the porn industry and about a video company. Oh, I've had enough of researching the porn industry, oh. and no, that does not sound as I've exciting had, as it I've is. had enough of the porn industry. Like, aren't we just over it? Haven't we had enough? I've had enough. Yeah, Bam, I'm I've, tapping I've out. I've totally had enough. That brings us to the end of Box Cutters. It's not said <laughs> at the Playboy Mansion or anything, is it? No, no, it's not. But it's just, oh, tears. Enough already. Enough. There's other shit going on. Enough. 
<sighs> that's uh, that does, however, bring us to the end of Box Cutters episode. That's a, re- that's a really flat way to end the episode. Yeah, the three of us going. Oh, oh, I didn't just enough. all over it. Over oh. it. Well, over Brett hasn't had enough of if porn. If it's well written, like it, <laughs> just because it's about porn doesn't mean that it's going to be horrible. Like I'm not into fashion, and and Nantaraj is about. Is Hang about on, jeans you're not designers. into fashion. What? No. no. All food. What are you into, Brad? Well, this, this whole this whole cult Ladies. of personality thing, where <laughs> where you've got you've got rock star chefs or, or fashion designers, I, I yeah, don't what, partake what if it was, in. What if it was DJs or actual rock stars? Um, but you must admire someone. Some of them. Some of them. Uh, Who are your heroes? Uh, can't tell you. <laughs> Off the top of my head, uh, David Holmes. See? David oh, Holmes is amazing. Is is one of my favourite DJs. Uh, Shadow. DJ Shadow. DJ Shadow. Yeah. So, so if it was music instead of food. Yeah, it's just because that's not your passion. It's just not your thing. No, it's not. Like, I love food. I'd marry food if I could. But you don't like cars and you love Top Gear. So there's a possibility. I have done. In the past. I think, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's been issues with it. I think it's become less about making entertainment and more about cars, which is terrible. It shouldn't be what Top Gear's about. Oh, I see. So now that it's now that it's more about cars, you don't like it as much. Yeah, no. Okay, that's interesting. That's why no one watches the SBS News. Because it's too much about cars. Akmal Saleh does the most beautiful line about SBS News compared to commercial news. He says, there's no dog on a surfboard at the end of SBS News. <laughs> <laughs> which is such a perfect summation of the difference between commercial news and SBS Very News. Very much so. That does bring us to the end of Box Cutters episode 238. Thanks so much to Claire Hooper for coming in and talking to us about the election special. Thanks also to Brooke Marshall for coming and talking to us about her time on the mall. Until Go next have a week. Beer with her. It's 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 a great hotel to bump into. The uh, Park Hotel in Abbotsford. People. Park Hotel in Abbotsford. Yeah. 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 It's how I uh, organized our, our interview last week. Notice how I was uh, doing the uh, end, Brett? Notice that? Yeah, I was just chucking that in. Yeah. Till next week, my name is Josh Canal. I'm Nellie Thomas. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters and subscribing to Triple R. Catch us again next week, same bat time, same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. Box Cutters thanks 3RRR, whose studios we use to record this show pretty much each and every week. Don't forget to pay up your subscription by September 22nd to be in the running for some great prizes. If you enjoyed this episode of Box Cutters, then go to the iTunes Music Store or Facebook or Twitter or something and write a review. Spread the word and help other people find this show so that they can enjoy it too. Don't be so selfish, really. If you're looking for us on Twitter, we're at BoxCuttersCast and our Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash boxcutters. Email us at hooray at boxcutters.net or through the Contact Us link on the blog, which you'll find at boxcutters.net. You can also send us an SMS on 0458 288 837. That's 0458 Uh... We've gone over time, so we don't have any time for this bit. Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Box Gutters.